Hi, everyone. Welcome to the season one unplaced cast and crew question and answer postmortem recording. I got all the words in there that time. All the words. words. Yeah. Can we um, do y'all want to like introduce yourselves? I imagine everybody's heard like colonized voices, but uh, (laughs) why don't you talk man behind the curtain? I am Brendan Hutchins. I am the uh, curator of Podcast Advocate Network, and I am the editor and music creator of Unplaced. Cool. cool. And I'm the uh, writer slash general creator. And I'm Cole Burkhart. I'm the narrator, as I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just like jump right in. Kind of what I was thinking. So a lot of these are sort of about like the, the, the writing process, but I also don't want to be like monopolizing and talking for an ungodly amount of time, especially because as I mentioned before we started recording, I'm tired today uh, because I played tabletop (laughs) RPGs with internet strangers last night. So apparently my body can't handle that anymore. That's the best way to spend Uh, a Friday night. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I don't, I definitely don't want to like monopolize the conversation. So uh, I've got like, you guys feel free to interject at any moment with like anything I'm interested in hearing uh, how, like, if anything from the writing process affected the the music creation or, like, the mm-hmm. acting process or, like, how much of it came across or all of that stuff. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the first question is from Oswin the Human on Twitter, and they asked, when did all of the thoughts about how to make this story crystallize? And I think that there's, like, a couple different um, parts of that. So... I kind of originally got the idea back in um, like August or July, July, August, September ish of 2016. And what had happened was I moved like halfway across the country from Austin, Texas to Richmond, Virginia. And there was like a whole bunch of extenuating circumstances there that aren't really worth getting into because it's like soap (laughs) opera esque. But the end result was that I had, was like feeling super, super isolated. And I was like experiencing this phenomenon that I later realized was actually dissociating, <laughs> but I did not have the vocabulary <laughs> for that at the time. <laughs> so I was just like, man, this is super weird and isolating. And I feel like I'm slightly out of sync with reality. And it, like, there's this weird lag between like when I say something and when other people react and when they say something and when I react and like, this it's is like you're a- on a constant VoIP call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, man, this is weird. And this was like, I've, you know, had, I've written before um, about like anxiety and depression and how they've like manifested in my life, but I had never had it like quite that way. Like when I have depressive episodes, they tend to be like very sudden and very dramatic and last like 30 to 90 days. And it's like a black mm. hole. It's not like this constant, like low background hum. So that kind of got me thinking about like, huh, like, because this is how I cope with my feelings. I'm like, oh, well, this is an interesting feeling. How do I convey this to other people? (laughs) And my original thought was sort of almost something like Zombies Run. It would be like an interactive game Mm. where you would have to like put in headphones and be walking around outside alone and be like listening to this story. Um, But that is obviously way, way, way out of my technical capability. (laughs) And would take years and years and years and lots and lots and lots of money to do. Yeah. So instead, I was like, the closest, like the, you know, what we in the startup world would call MVP is a podcast. So let's do a podcast. So I kind of had the idea in like late Q3 2016. And then I started writing it in February and March of 2017. 
And then Brendan and I started talking about like the music and stuff in September, I think. Right. Is that right? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and Cole, I found Cole in, I think July, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. So like, that's kind of the, the, the overall timeline and, um, Cole recorded all of their lines between July and August, I think. Just, just about. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of like trouble finding a competent audio person. There was this whole thing where I was going to work <laughs> with one person and, they had some life stuff come up and they couldn't do it. And then like, I got some, I got a quote from somebody else who quoted me, I think like $60,000 to do um, sound design and soundtracking. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't, that's like, that's like my profit from my business in a year or like more than like, I, I I literally can't. Uh, So I believe what happened was I was losing my shit about that in a Slack channel (laughs) that is for audio drama fans. And Brennan was like, oh, hey, uh, send me a DM. And I was like, (laughs) okay. And then it all came together. Yeah, I think you said that you liked my cat photos on my website. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you were like, oh, hey, check out my website. And I was like, this guy has a cool cat. He's okay. (laughs) Uh, Because that's how I make business decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so that's sort of like the overall timeline. Uh, Semi-related, so like the first sort of three questions are all about like the writing. Um, Like I said, feel free to interject whenever. So Will Williams, who is an amazing uh, podcast critic, uh, I believe she's at podcastingproblems, podcastproblems.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. She said, I'd love to hear more about the inspiration behind the concept. I love how sci-fi it is while also being completely mundane. I know at PodCon, Michelle talked about the inspiration being mental illness erasure, which bless, but what about inspiration for the vibe? I think that this is kind of something for all of us because, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, there's the writing part of it, which I talked about some like, honestly, the inspiration was, like, trying to uh, work through and convey what it feels like to be, like, actively dissociating while living your day-to-day life and not being really mm-hmm. sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that both of you also had, a, like, a really strong part in bringing the vibe to fruition. I don't know if that's an actual sentence, but I'm saying I, it. Sure. I, I, I definitely got a, like, an Alice isn't dead kind of vibe from it while I was reading. Um, and I just, I just love that, like, um, that sort of sci-fi horror in, um, within, like, cities and not just, like, urban areas, because all of the sci-fi stuff, or horror stuff I read is, like, out in, excuse my language, bumfuck nowhere. Right. Uh, but I liked that idea of, like, crowded cities with all of this, like, this creepy shit going on and not being able to, to, to express that to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, the my plan was to read all of the scripts before jumping into it, but time definitely got away from me. Oh yeah, and uh, so I only I read the script along with uh, the doing the editing process. Mm-hmm. So and so I would edit the episode first, and then I would um, add the sound effects, and then add the music, or co- compose the music. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of I got a lot of mood from the actual you know, events that are happening. Absolutely. But also it took a lot of inspiration from the sound or the uh, playlist that you sent me, Michelle, of um, different 
the things that you wanted it to sound like, which is incredibly helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I de- it's a really, yeah. it's one of my favorite. I really recommend this to like anybody working on any kind of creative project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to finalize and share the playlist. I need, I need to organize it because I added songs that made me think of specific episodes. So I need to like mm-hmm. organize yeah. it in roughly chronological order. Um, and then, which I've had on my back burner for a couple of months. Um, yeah, nice. and it's shared on the social networks, but I do that for all of my projects because I'm mm. a nerd and it helps me get in the mood when I'm writing. <laughs> I, I really want to do that, but also I only listen to like two bands. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> there is definitely, I will say there is definitely a lot of overlap between mm-hmm. them, except for like yeah. the playlist for serendipity city is extremely distinct, but like the playlist for my <laughs> second novel that I'm working on and for mm-hmm. unplaced there's a lot of overlap between because there are like some similar themes as far as mental illness and like mood mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's definitely mm-hmm. like there's definitely all of them have like some kind of weird EDME like mm-hmm. sat like s- lyricless music on them um and some angst <laughs> yeah of course it was definitely it was great because I could I could pick apart the the different parts of the music that you sent and be like, okay, this I can replicate in this way, this I can you know kind of replicate in this way, and this I'm gonna have to just kind of make up on my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and then as I was composing it, I would have an exported version of the um, the monologue playing alongside, so I could either mute it or listen to it. And I was always trying to fit whatever the the music was to the scene. And even to the the moment of the scene, and so that was a that was a really fun process of of trying to not not overtake and overshadow or anything, but also to highlight and compliment. Um, so that was pretty fun. It was mostly like I tried to get the I, I always did the baseline first because um, the 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 bass the the instrument that I found to use for the bass uh, just felt so perfect that i felt like it had to be the 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 first thing that that we went to and and the the part that drives forward the the music narrative and then i would branch out from there and go from you know go to a a whole variety of different lead type instruments uh for different sounds of different areas either in the in the hotel or walking on, on the city streets or in in the park or in the in the different shops that that the narrator go to you know that kind of stuff so can i ask you a question um oh absolutely did you like pull the sound effects from somewhere or did you make yes did you do uh, that both both yeah um so about half of them i got from freesound.org oh yeah and yeah they have uh yeah they have a wonderful library of, of mm-hmm. things and they you can search not only by the keywords but also by um the license so you can just check off the no attribution free to use license <laughs> and so i didn't want to have to even bother with having mm-hmm. to make sure i had everybody recognized or anything <laughs> and just look for stuff that was free to use and that got me there you know about 50 60 percent of the time mm-hmm. and then and then otherwise i would just make stuff here at home so i, I recorded myself running outside for a couple parts i uh, I did some pretty, some pretty weird and crazy stuff. We had what was uh, the what was the most challenging one? <laughs> um, there was a, there was one point where you put some some things on a glass counter uh, mm. at, at one of the shops, and I uh, we have we have these really long plates that we use for our cat food. <laughs> so I put that, and then I used I used bottles of DoTerra oil and some uh i think some crystals i think we had like like just rocks that Mm -hmm. we have uh, around and so i just placed those on there and that that was really (laughs) 
weird. And then there was there was a time when something fell down. I can't remember. It was in the middle of the season. Um, and uh, a coffee cup, so, maybe. Oh, Maybe I think it was the end of episode three where you get attacked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, um, or maybe when you when you try to attack after you get the the brass knuckles. Yes, One of those that's times. what it was. Yeah, that, I think that was what it is. So I, I was trying to record things falling and 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 like you falling and dropping your phone and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a box of Goodwill stuff that I used <laughs> that the stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm planning to give to Goodwill, and mm-hmm. uh, I took the the cushion from my futon and that was the body slamming on the ground. And then I had a couple items from, I I, had an old keyboard for an iPad mini that I used as dropping the phone because I didn't want to drop a phone and uh, (laughs) a couple other items that I just kind of (laughs) dropped on the ground. And uh, yeah, I just recorded that and kind of compiled them all together to try and make a sound of a body (laughs) in a phone. (laughs) That's amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was, it was, (laughs) <laughs> it looked pretty weird here. <laughs> oh man, that's so cool! And then building the uh, at the end, building the traps for the the monster. Um, mm, I had a mm. empty glass milk bottle that I just put some screws into because <laughs> I had some screws in my pocket from work, and uh, I'm like, oh, this works. And just kind of rattle it around and <laughs> dropped it on the floor, and nice, and all that kind of stuff. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Brendan. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So the next question that we have from listeners is from Christy Lysing, I believe is how you say her name. Uh, and she said, how long did it take you to write the story? Also, was there a book or movie that inspired it? I already addressed the inspiration part pretty clearly. Um, for writing, I think it took it took somewhere between six to eight weeks. It took about six to eight weeks to come up with the first draft. And then I let it sit for like somewhere like two weeks to a month or something like that. And then I went back through and Mm -hmm. I did edits and then I sent it to beta readers. And then I like addressed. Is that, is that a, is that a service or is that Um, just your friends? So for me, it was just like, I sent it to, I sent it to my best friend, um, Connie, uh, and then like, I think two or three other people. Um, and mm. I had like a specific set of questions. This is the first time I've done something collaborative. Like, ex- yeah, well, it's the first time I've done something like oh. for an audio medium ah. and also like in this kind of style where it's like just one character. So I was really, really worried and where it's yeah. so introspective. So I was really worried about mm-hmm. there being a strong enough narrative arc to hold people's interests. And I was also really worried that it was like boring because there was mostly one person. Right. So I had like a specific set of questions for the beta readers after I had like gone through and done pretty simple, like edits for like flow and things like that. And then I got feedback and I tweaked. They mostly pretty much. Okay. They answered my questions. Um, there were some, like some slight narrative tweaks and pacing tweaks that I made, which I don't remember Mm. right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then I, so I think I had like a final draft by like June ish, because that was when I started looking for a voice actor and then found Cole shortly afterwards. So how did you, how did you find Cole? Um, I posted, let's see, I posted basically everywhere I could think of. I, I think I saw you through Tumblr. I think, um, uh, the Tumblr user Podcake, who does, who reblogs a whole lot of like casting call stuff, uh, reblogged mm. your post. Yeah. And um, when I found you through that. So I like posted it in that audio drama Slack and then Claudia was like, oh, you should send it to um, Podcake. And so I sent it to them and then they reblogged it. And I think Claudia reblogged it too. I didn't get that many submissions and Cole was like the clear stander outer. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. Wait, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah. You've got a really, really good voice for audio. <laughs> Let's see. So the next question, we talked about this a little bit, but um, 
we can totally get into the nitty gritty for the process nerds out there. Um, Will, uh, Will Williams also asked, I'd love to know your episode production workflow. Who takes care of which part of the production? When is one step handed off? And what sort of collaboration goes on between the team? And this is something that I definitely like to be better at in season two. Cole was really, Cole did an extremely good job considering that I did not give very much direction. Like, I've never done this before. And I basically, like, I literally sent the scripts to Cole and was like, here, here's the inspiration. Please do this well. Thank you. And then they just sent me the scripts, or I mean, the uh, recordings as they did them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, these are great. Thank you. And that was like it. So Cole did a very, very good job without a whole lot of direction. Thank you, Cole. Thank you. Well, this is my first time doing something like a, a paid narration that's also just by myself so it was it was a little difficult mm-hmm. being like what which way does she want me to say this 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 mm-hmm. sentence or this line and um i would i would record lines and then i'd do like a basic cleanup i'd do like a noise reduction and then i'd send it off to uh to to brendan and um to michelle for like them to work their magic basically yeah yeah so so that was cole did an amazing job thank you cole <laughs> and i was, and i didn't realize like i i this is the first audio project i've mm-hmm. ever done so i did not know like i i did not know how to do it and i was just like uh i guess this is how i'm in it. i don't know and then later people were like oh so how did you do direction and i was like what's direction what's, what's i don't know her. like um so yeah so now i know for next season that that's not how it's supposed to work so all things considered cole did an incredible job and then so once we had the audio i sent that to brendan and i sent a playlist to brendan and brendan and i had a slack channel and talked like probably pretty close to every day while we were actively working on production right pretty much yeah so he would like he would upload it he would upload the cleaned up version and be like hey does this sound good to you and i'd listen through and be like yep and then he'd upload the version with the sound effects and he'd be like sometimes if there was something specific that he had questions about he'd be like hey can you like listen to this part specifically and make sure that it's okay um and and i was pretty much just like yep and then he uploaded the version (laughs) with the soundtrack and i was like yep (laughs) this is good um yeah i uh i always i i i after a while, I got I got the impression that it was always just going to come back with a yes, I love it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> definitely for the first few, I was always sending them like like oh, I wonder what she's going to like, what, what tweaks she's going to have, and then you know like what what, what should I change? And uh, it was always just like oh yes, I love it. This is perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, I tried I, like yeah. At some point, you were like I'm oh, I'm okay with constructive feedback, really. And I was like I'll try harder. And then I was like I d- still have no notes, um, which is not something that like normally. Happen, my poor tattoo artist. Like, it, it's not, it's <laughs> oh not the norm. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not just like, be like, yeah, cool, everything's great all the time. But like, yeah, I really did not like have any notes. Be smooth process. Cool. I really appreciated all your your retakes of uh, <laughs> of different things because it uh, not only would I be able to choose between the different ones depending mm-hmm. on how I felt like it should go. Um, but I could actually pick apart uh, different parts from each read because mm-hmm. it wasn't always the, it wasn't always one single read that I would use. And um, so the, the, the breadth of options was, uh, oh, good, good. was great to choose from. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, actually the next question, Brendan is for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to like, can you, so this is something that I was curious about before because all of my creative processes are like, writing or visual um mm-hmm. so the pro the the 
creating music is like completely foreign to me. And it's also something that I'm like mm-hmm. starting to get kind of curious about as I play around with like stuff for serendipity city. I mm-hmm. hate audio editing and I find it so boring and it makes <laughs> me want to tear my hair out. So I thought I would hate mm-hmm. like doing background music and sound effects and stuff, but I actually mm-hmm. think that that's kind of fun, which like has led me yeah. to be like, maybe I should try making some music, um, which will probably be terrible. So tell me like, <laughs> tell me how making music works, <laughs> please. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been a uh, um super amateur uh, music writer for for many years since like high school I started making music and uh it was always on guitar sometimes piano a little bit but but really not very much and um it was always really like I I was notorious for writing like 2 minute songs and and something that would just be super quick really poppy really generic love songs that were actually not love songs are usually about myself. <laughs> so so this was a unique and wonderful challenge. The process, I mean, the process was really listening to your playlist about seven times in a row <laughs> and then jumping right into Logic where I try to find an instrument that matches the mood, matches the 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 goal I'm looking for. And that's that's probably the most laborious process is finding the instrument that I wanted to use. And even if I found an instrument that's close to it, then I have to start tweaking it to try and actually get it to the right sound, have the right uh, effects on it and all that kind of stuff. And then I used the 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 Rock Band 3 guitar plugged into my Mac and uh I used that to, you know, first create the baseline and so I'm I'm trying to do I, I actually I almost always work chronologically within the song so i tried to start every episode really simple and really focus uh really um be be minimal so that i'm not taking away from jumping into the story and kind of lead up to you know because the 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 beginning of the episode usually always starts pretty small pretty like wow we're here okay let's what's going on where am i and so i wanted to be kind of like just a, a, a pulsing, a, a really light touch, and have it build up to, you know, whatever climaxes there were. Um, so I'd start with the baseline, do something really simple, and then and then just have it start pick up. And and then so what I would do is I'd usually create. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't go like from beginning to end with the baseline. I would write little melodies for the baseline, and I would have um, regions so I, th- that I could loop and or or move around and position in different spots and uh what's really great about that is not only does it make it really easy uh to to jump around but i could take i could take my baseline and move it over to a lead or move it over to a bell or move it over to uh even the drums and have it have that consistency throughout the song without being super repetitive the drums were actually the percussion was actually part of the easiest part because in logic there's a uh, a smart drummer, and it you can have it follow a different instrument. So I would have a region for every, like I would have probably about seventeen or twenty different regions, and they would all follow a different part. So it would it would change the smart drummer algorithmically, and then uh, I picked I picked one of the one of the electronic drum sets. I can't remember which one, and put a bit crusher on it. So it was kind of a little bit eight bit 
sound to it. That, that, that was that was always the easiest part, and that was the part I did last because I knew it would just fall into place once I had all the other regions in. So yeah, I would do the bass line, I would do a couple of the melody parts, I would play around with, with doing either chords or melodies or both, and uh, just kind of depending on what the mood felt like. And uh, yeah, and then I would export it, re-import it, master it, export it, <laughs> and send it off. So awesome, yeah. That's really cool. Cool. We just got like a mini unplaced song exploder episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, logic logic is so so easy to create music in as long as you have a MIDI guitar or a MIDI <laughs> keyboard. Um it is super easy to just jam something out and you know just fill around. Oh, and then after you play a, a region, you go into the uh editor for that region at the bottom and just hit the quantize button and it'll line everything up so you don't have to worry that if you're not perfectly yeah, on time, which I never am, it'll uh, it'll line it up. That's awesome. Cheat sheet for you. So if somebody wanted to get, um, I'm asking for the listeners also, maybe a little bit for myself. If somebody <laughs> uh-huh. wanted to get started making like even super simple stuff, um, super mm-hmm. simple songs for like podcast mm-hmm. backgrounds or for whatever, would you recommend starting with Logic or like what would like the first three things uh, that you would recommend doing? Sure. Um, logic, man, log- I, 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 if, if somebody has the budget for it and wants to jump in that much, then yes. Wait, logic how much is by logic? Itself is Sorry. 200 bucks, I think. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing program. It has so many good plugins, so, so many things built into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's completely worth the $200 if you uh, do anything at all professionally or if you, just love it amateurly but GarageBand is decent because it has a bunch of things built in and you can add plugins and instruments and stuff to it so it, you can start free and ramp up pretty quickly with a bunch of free different plugins there's a ton of really cool websites with free plugins mm-hmm. in them with free instruments free effects and all that kind of stuff so that cool. I would recommend doing I can't remember any of the top of my head, but I'll try to include some for the show notes. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons of resources out there too. Yeah, and then just a really cheap MIDI keyboard. Um, you know, I I used the the guitar because it was free because I had it in my closet. <laughs> okay, and I also have a question for Cole, which is like, this is you said this is is this the first like reading from a script voice acting that you've done? Is that what you said, or is it? Yes, uh, a lot of the podcasts that I have done is more like um like improv stuff. Like I do a D and D podcast, and that is just all improv. Um, this was the first like big big thing that i've done cool um so how can you talk a little bit about what like what your process is like for for acting and like what like what stages you went through as you were working on doing the narration and maybe a little bit about like how that process is different than than like an improv or rpg Mm -hmm. type podcast please Um, well i i used to do um a bit of acting during high school uh just because i was a theater kid and you know um, goth and gay, and so I fit in there. Um, <laughs> and so, like, a lot of my acting was very, like, expressive, and, and, um, um, a lot of, like, hand movements and just body language. And so, trying to transfer that over to just an audio medium was, was a little bit difficult at first. Um, but I think, like, as I got to know the character a little bit more, it became easier to, like, slip into into the the narrator frame of mind um mm-hmm. i i don't know if i've if i'm able to like 
fully express exactly how I did it. It was just a, I took what I knew from, from how to act in high school and kind of translated it to, to, to audio. Cool. I, I guess I've, I've always been, a, a an expressive person, especially in, I, I roll my eyes a lot. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so just like, trying to figure out how to how to make that come across was uh, a little difficult but after a while you kind of just you kind of just get used to it yeah nice cool mm-hmm. i think you did a good job yeah likewise. <laughs> thanks two thumbs up thank you <laughs> uh, i do have a bit of a funny story if you guys will let me ramble for a second yeah go for it so when i first got this uh uh this job, I told my parents and my parents spread the word to all of my relatives and, um, I'm adopted. And so when I first got it, they listened to that first episode and all my relatives called up my parents and were like, Oh my God, is she like, is she like worried about her, her birth mother not like accepting her or oh, seeing no. her? And I'm just like, no, <laughs> guys, come on, please. I didn't even like write this. <laughs> and like, I had to call uh, my mom and I like called them and had to like, calm them down and reassure them that like no it's it's okay please oh, this is no. about somebody else's mental breakdown over unrelated things <laughs> <laughs> that's funny cool so yeah for the listeners at home uh i will hopefully by the time this episode goes up i will have the playlist public and organized and everything and i'll post it on like facebook and tumblr and twitter all the social means mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm still working on season two yay uh it is hopefully coming along yeah it's going to be i i would like to think that the production timeline will be a lot shorter um i'm still in like the okay, very okay. very early stages of breaking this sh- uh breaking the story but hopefully now that i know the ropes and already have like our main character the and an mm-hmm. audio engineer the production timeline <laughs> yeah. will be drastically condensed so yeah i will everybody stay tuned to the feed and social media and i promise as soon as i know anything i'll keep you up to date um there's a patreon show notes link link in show notes that's how that sentence works mm-hmm. um if you want to get like super early updated stuff and thank you so much for listening and for your support you can find me on twitter at king coal miner you can find the new podcast that i'm doing called lavender ladies which is about mm-hmm. a very gay very female mo- uh very um majority woman mafia uh, it's i love the script um you can also find my D podcast at um ludoncast at um um anywhere you can find podcasts libison stitch uh, uh stitcher uh itunes Podbay, all that good stuff they have a tumblr too yes we don't use it that often but we have one <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am at Podcast Advocate on Twitter. You can find all the shows that I work on at podcastadvocate.network, which uh, I'm happy to say that Unplaced and Serendipity City are a part of. And uh, uh, yeah, reach out if you have any podcast editing (laughs) jobs that you need. Yeah, I can vouch for him. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, uh, same here. I'm doing audio commissions. If you if you need um, anything produced or a quick turnaround for things, you can uh, email me at kingcolecompany at gmail.com. Very cool. Cool. And I'm on Twitter at underscore shellshock, which is not something I thought about pronouncing phonetically when I reserved that username in 2008. <laughs> so uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. Uh, and there's, yeah, I have a million other projects. Um the other podcast is Serendipity City. Uh, I have at least one other podca- podcast that I would like to work on at some point this year. And the best way to get updates on all that stuff is at the Patreon or on Twitter. 
cool. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And um, thank you so much for your support of season one. It's been really, really great, especially since it was such a weird and personal project. I've, it's <laughs> been really great to see it like be so well received and get such great feedback. So yes. thank you so much. I don't know. I'm like like making hearts at the webcam right now, even though none of, <laughs> no, like, none of the podcast <laughs> listeners are... So I don't know. We can see it. Yeah, you can see it. You can <laughs> yes. receive That's what my love directly. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Thanks, everyone. Bye. I don't know how to end this. I'm awkward. Bye. <laughs> that works. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag 2018.